Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. It is the Pro Football Blitz indeed, our number three of the program. I'm Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. My partner James Salinas is along via Denver, Colorado, as we scour the Week 18 card in the NFL. And, James, the Dallas Cowboys visiting the Philadelphia Eagles. That will make up the second half of our Saturday doubleheader here as Week 18 gets underway on Saturday. The Kansas City Chiefs started the day with a win at Denver, and it wasn't all that easy. They didn't take a lead in this game, I believe, until the fourth quarter. Quite a sweat for a few circus survivor players indeed, but the Chiefs do prevail 28-24 to your final. They still have a chance to lock up the number one seed in the AFC if the Houston Texans will beat the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. Now, this game between Dallas and Philadelphia doesn't really mean much at all. Both teams are in the playoffs. Dallas is the NFC East division winner, and the Eagles are currently the seventh seed in the conference. Now, the Cowboys, they could move as high as the number two seed here, James, but that would have to come by losses uh, by Arizona, the Rams, and also the Buccaneers, probably not likely to happen. Um, I made this number three in favor of the road team Cowboys, and my deeper number crunches came to Dallas minus two and a half and Dallas minus one and a half. And uh, just about 10 minutes before kickoff here, we have the Cowboys as a three and a half point favorite with a total of 45. Did you find any action for yourself on this one, Mr. Salinas? 
Well, Brady, I've seen a, a dramatic spike in this game right now. Now, Cowboys favored by six and a half total at forty-six and Holy a half. And I think that I think a lot of that is because Prescott's out there and he's dressed. He's out there. They they showed uh, him out there pregame, rallying the whole team around. He's all fired up, giving it his pregame speech. How long does he play? Does he play the entire 60 minutes? That's what we don't know. I, I didn't touch this game. There were too many question marks coming in. Who was going to be available? Who was going to play? Now, Dak Prescott at least is going to start. He's out there warming up right now. But looking at the rest of this lineup for the for the Dallas Cowboys, a number of players out with COVID. A couple key names here. Micah Parsons, not going to play with COVID. Tyron Smith, top left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys not going to be playing due to COVID and a few others are inactive due to injury Tony Pollard foot injury that same foot he's been dealing with for a while he's going to get a rest he's not going to be out there Trayvon Diggs the you know the the all or nothing cornerback for the for the Dallas Cowboys he's also not going to play in this game he's inactive and then on the other side for the Philadelphia Eagles a number of players Inactive Number one with Jalen Hurts, quarterback. This coach's decision, not going to play him, going to rest him, look forward to next week in the wild card game. So we know it's going to be Gardner Minshew taking over the reins at the quarterback position. We know what, what a wild player he could be. He's a competitor. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. But I think the struggle for him is that offensive line. There's a couple key players up there not going to be on that offensive line, namely Lane Johnson, pro bowl left or right tackle, not going to be out there. Landon Dickerson, Left guard not going to be out there. You've got a couple replacements taking their spot who have yet to register a snap this season. So weird matchup for me. I don't know where to go with this number. That number continues to climb. Like I said, it's now six and a half in favor of the Cowboys. Part of me wants to just be contrarian here and and get on the other side of that and take the six and a half, take that home dog here. We know the Eagles are going to battle. They hate the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas hates them too. It's a great rivalry game. Maybe that might get involved, but I'll probably just look at an in-game price and we'll see how long Dak Prescott actually performs yeah my screen is updated and there is one six and a half in the market out here in las vegas but a consensus six otherwise and your total is now at 46 you remember it was earlier in the week when we saw the cowboys get all the way to seven point favorites when all that covid news came out about the philadelphia eagles uh, but this is a real guessing game for me you know it's possible james that these two teams could meet next week in the playoffs and so how much do these teams really want to show each other you know what's the game plan they're already both in and i understand kind of the green bay packers philosophy let's get a few reps in and let's not get rusty or anything like that but you know for the philadelphia eagles as well james how much are we really going to see Gardner Minshew? Gardner Minshew is arguably the very best backup quarterback in the NFL. This guy was a starter not too long ago. And we know Jalen Hurts has a little bit of a bum ankle. I don't know if I'd run a, want to run Minshew out there too much either and risk injury with him uh, with you know heading into the postseason with Jalen Hurts and Minshew as my two top quarterbacks. I might keep him on the sidelines a little bit as well. We might be down to yeah. a third stringer. Right, and we'll see what happens here because what we've seen out of Philadelphia the second half of the season is this has been a running football team, and a lot of that's predicated off of Jalen Hurts and a lot of the read options that they'll play with that that he'll run and the the depth that they have at the running back position. We know Miles Sanders broke his hand a few weeks back, so he's not playing in this game. Neither is Jordan Howard or Boston Scott, so their running back depth is very thin right now. So, yeah, you want to you've, you've got some injuries. You're trying to look ahead 
ahead. I think Philadelphia is looking more so ahead to next week as opposed to the Cowboys because I think the Cowboys want to get the bad taste out of that out of their mouths, losing the way that they did at home as a sizable favorite to the Arizona Cardinals. They're just trying to rebuild some momentum going into the playoffs next week. But right now, I think I'm just going to plea too many question marks for me. I'm just staying away from this game. And interesting for contest players as well, as this game was four and a half in the local contest, the Circa and the Westgate had it at six, uh, but Circa notched it down to four and a half when they released their numbers on Thursday. And now, of course, we're back up to six or six and a half. The Miami Dolphins, James, they made a heck of a run. They started the season off one and seven, and then they won seven in a row to get back into playoff contention. But that all came to an end last week in Nashville as the Titans routed them 34-3, to your final. Uh, the Dolphins will play host to their division rival, the New England Patriots, and the Patriots are in the playoffs at 10-6. and They can still win the AFC East division with a win here and a Buffalo Bills loss to the New York Jets. My initial number was three in favor of the road team Patriots here, and my subsequent looks into the stats produced Patriots by eight, and Patriots by three and a half. Now, right now, the market has the New England Patriots as six-point road favorites with a total of 40. How do you size up this one, James? And we talked about it briefly, another game that will feature some weather down there in South Beach. Yeah, I think for me, I'm just... Curious where the Patriots that what are they I know if if the Bills end up losing at home to the Jets, then then if the Patriots win this football game, they'll be the the champions in the AFC East. But I just wonder if they're gonna be scoreboard watching. You know, the the coaches always say, No, no, we don't do those kind of things. We're not watching the scoreboard. We're staying focused on the game at hand. But is is that really the case? I mean, how much especially for somebody like Bill Belichick, I mean, he's always there's so much coach speak coach speak well the limited the the limited amount of of words that he puts out there you know you have to read between the lines so many times with Belichick because he doesn't gives a lot of one word answers and just doesn't give anything away and to 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 his credit yeah why should he why should he tell you what the game plan is or what the focus is going to be he doesn't need to do that his focus is to go win the football game but I, I just feel like there's some concerns for me with the Patriots potentially looking looking at the scoreboard and seeing all right well Somebody like somebody like Damian Harris, for instance, who's who's their leading rusher. He's nursing a hamstring injury. He's been limited this week in practice. Is he limited in this game? Do they take him if they're starting this? If they see that it's a runaway with the Bills, do they even? Do, how many snaps does he get? I just don't know what we're going to see with Damian Harris. Couple key injuries on the defensive side for the Patriots too. Kyle Duggar, he is out. He's their leading tackler. He's their box safety. Does a lot of different things for Belichick. Very versatile player. He's not going to be playing in this game. He and Hightower. I just saw that Hightower has been taken off this matchup. I'm not sure why, but he is listed as out for this contest for the Patriots. And then on the other side for the Dolphins, they got humbled. They got humbled last week after a seven-game win streak. Now, albeit not against a lot of stellar competition and or the Monday night game when you're playing the the New Orleans Saints. Tough to go on the road into New Orleans and play, but when the Saints are missing 20 of their players due to COVID, yeah, there's pretty much it's a great advantage for the Miami Dolphins, and they took advantage of it. These were the teams that were in front of them, and they went to perform, and they won those games, but definitely got humbled last week getting rolled in that second half against the, uh, against the Titans. But I think here you think about Coach Flores and we thought we've tried to assess where these teams mindsets going into these games 
on on Sunday, right, Brady? And I think for the Dolphins, Coach Flores isn't going anywhere, and he's got a high expectation when it comes to bringing competitive effort each and every week, and I think that's what we'll see out of the Dolphins. I'm inclined to lean here and take that 6.5 with Miami uh, because they played very well against the Patriots at home, especially in December and January. They are 7-2 and two straight up against Bill Belichick coach Patriots teams down there in Miami late in the season. So whatever for whatever that's worth, I just feel like it'll be a competitive game. It's probably going to be a low-scoring game. Sitting there plus 6.5, that's the way I'm leaning. I haven't bet anything yet, but if I do, it's going to be the Miami Dolphins taking the points. Yeah, well, you know I teased them up, and I also did end up taking the Dolphins in contest play. And basically for all the reasons that you illustrate there, if you recall, the Patriots, I believe it was six or seven games that they won in a row as well. And you could take a look back at that and say that wasn't exactly against stellar competition either. Uh, They were humbled recently by the Colts and the Buffalo Bills. So I think six points is a lot of of points to uh, lay on the road here for the New England Patriots. Also interesting. Interesting to note, earlier this season, the New England Patriots were a road favorite at Houston by eight points. They were favored at Carolina by three and a half and at Atlanta by seven. So they're a six-point favorite at Miami. Is Miami basically the same as Houston and Atlanta, and are they worse than the Panthers? You know, the the line doesn't quite make sense there, right? I agree with you, Brady. I agree. Just looking at this number here, I think we're going to get a competitive effort out of the Dolphins and how much looking ahead are the Patriots, not only scoreboard watching potentially with the Bills game, but also thinking about next week. you got a playoff game next week. That's the bigger game for you for the Patriots here. Maybe fun in the sun down there in Miami Beach. That's what's happened in the past for this Patriots team. I definitely favor the Dolphins plus the points. Dolphins coach Brian Flores is 3-2 and two straight up and against the spread against his former boss, Bill Belichick. He's also looking to put together his second straight winning season as head coach of the Dolphins. In this series, Miami is 14 and 9 straight up and 15 and 8 against the spread when they are at home. We'll be back with more in just a moment, the final hour of the Pro Football Blitz. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Okay, quick math. 
The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder only at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN has a great new offer to help you make this the best betting year ever. It's our all new Big Game Big Dance special. It provides VSIN Plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and you get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming big game, and college hoops betting guides, plus full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting splits breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on the best deals of the year. Visit vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz, and we have reached another AFC East division matchup here between the Buffalo Bills hosting the New York Jets in what will be rainy, windy, snowy Orchard Park, New York. Uh, Buffalo wins the division with a win here today, and they are a heavy favorite to do so, James. At 10-6, and six, the Bills are currently a 16.5-point favorite, 40.5 for your total over the 4-12 and 12 New York Jets. I made this number 11, and when I dive deeper into the stats, it produced Bills by 18 and Bills by 14. Now, the Jets, they have been feistier as of late. Uh, they gave Miami a run a few weeks ago. They beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they nearly took down Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Week 17. Are you going to, uh, and I already know the answer to this here, You're, you went over it in our best bet schedule here as far as the program goes. Uh, you're, I, I was going to ask if you have the confidence that this team can stay inside that big number, and apparently you do. I do. 16.5, I took the number, and part of it's it's taking a number, right? We bet teams, we bet numbers. In this case, I'm betting the number. I think that's that's an inflated line here for the the New York Jets as a dog. And, and I get that it, it's not a good football team, but where they're going is they have been more competitive, losing two out of their last three, but all three of those games being 
being one score games. You think about last week having Tom Brady and the Buccaneers on the ropes and and they botched it down there at the at the end of the game, uh, not being able to. And we've seen this a few times with some communication issues going on with the Jets for the offensive side, and that's an issue and that's a problem. But we're not talking about having to win this football game here. I'm not taking them on the money line. I'm taking the 16 and a half because you mentioned the weather. We did not see the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills, it seems like every game this year that they've played at home has been miserable. I think of that game against the, the Texans, and they and they beat the Texans 40 to nothing, but that game was miserable. It was a downpour there. The, the game against Miami was a wreck as far as the weather was concerned. We already know about the Patriots game that they hosted, all the wind. It's not a place where, yes, they're built for it. They're used to playing in that type of weather, but I don't know if this offense is particularly built for that type of weather because it's not a run first type of team. It is a spread spread you out and we're going to utilize Josh Allen's skill set and he's he's perform the way that he plays and and his arm strength and all those types of things his running ability. He's a he's a terrific young quarterback but I think collectively offensively with the spread offense that they like to run for the Bills that snow really and the weather really is an issue. We saw it last week against the Atlanta Falcons, really very similar type of weather last week that we're going to see on Sunday in this matchup against the Jets. In fact, it's going to be even windier here with winds between 15 to 20 miles an hour. Snow is going to be on the field. And I think it slows down the speed and the quickness of those receivers for the Buffalo Bills. They're kind of playing on skates, and I think that really makes it an issue for Josh Allen with his timing and the rhythm that he gets into with those players anticipating, being able to anticipate throws and put throws on a spot and not waiting for somebody to be open. Last week, he really struggled in that weather. 120 yards passing on 11 of 26 attempts and three interceptions for Josh Allen in the snow and in the wind. So I think here, a lot of factors playing into this for the Bills. They win. They win the AFC East. We know that, but they don't need to try to win and get style points here. Win the game, move on. You're going to be AFC East champs and be ready for the playoffs next week. I'll take the Jets in that inflated number at 16.5. I almost uh, rode your coattails there, James, and landed on the Jets getting all those points as well. I I really think the weather kind of helps the Jets, and we've talked about this in a few different weather games this season. Points are going to be, or not not this season, but this particular week. We've got a few uh, bad weather games going on in Week 18, and I think the points become at a premium. You look at a lot of these totals, they're very low, including this game at 40.5, and so the scoring is likely to be surprising but that that's where I ultimately stayed away from this game because while the weather could very much help the Jets and like you talk about slow down the Bills, how are the Jets going to score? I mean, it could be 20 to nothing Bills at the end of the day. And it very well could be, but I think for the Jets, it's the same kind of thing here for the Bills. How hyped and focused are they for this game? They've, they're they going to look at this Jets team. They waxed them back earlier in the season in New York. Now, that wasn't with, with Wilson at the quarterback, playing quarterback for the Jets, but anytime you, you, you have, and they know, the Bills know they're the better team. I just don't see the Bills being bringing the same effort and energy the way that they did a couple weeks back when they won at New England. Didn't see a great output from either side of the football last week against the the Atlanta Falcons, and that's a dome team going outdoors and playing in that kind of weather, and it was a weird game to begin with, but Atlanta made it pretty competitive, and they were pretty physical in that matchup, and I think that's what we'll see out of the Jets. They're going to play hard. I'm not, this isn't one of those games where we've been trying to handicap, is this team even focused, and they're going to bring, are they going to bring a, a competitive effort for a full four quarters? I think we'll see it out of the Jets. Yes, to be able to score here, that's going to be the challenge, but if we see another poor performance out of Josh Allen 
in this bad weather like we saw last week against the Atlanta Falcons, like we saw against the New England Patriots when they had that Monday night game and that windstorm not playing particularly well with those, in those elements because they don't run the ball and they're not very good at running the football here. I think maybe there might be some opportunities for some turnovers again and some shorter fields to help enable the Jets to try to find some way to maybe put 10, 13 points. Can we get 13 points out of the out of the Jets, Brady? I feel like if we get 13 points, we'll be sitting pretty good spot with plus 16 and a half. Yep, I would agree with you. The Jets are 1-7 and seven against the spread as road underdogs of more than 11 points. But you'll like this, James, and we've mentioned this a couple times throughout the season. Uh, the Jets were 0-6 straight up in the AFC division last season. And when that occurs, teams the following year cover against their divisional opponents nearly 60% of the time. So far this year, the New York Jets are just 1-4 and four straight up and against the spread in division. So if we're going to get closer to that trend that typically happens, the Jets would cover this game and move to 2-4 and four straight up and against the spread against division opponents. The Carolina Panthers will wrap up their crazy season in Tampa Bay on Sunday facing the Buccaneers, and it was just three weeks ago that the Bucs took care of Carolina in their home stadium, 32-6. to Think about this, James. The Panthers started out the season 3-0. and Since then, they are 2-11. and It's just been a wild ride for Matt Rule, and he doesn't seem to know what to do at quarterback. I made this number three and a half in favor of Tampa Bay, figuring that nobody was going to play for the Buccaneers, and I I really don't know why anybody would play for the Buccaneers. And then when I look deeper into the stats, James, I come out with Tampa Bay by 15 and Tampa Bay by nine and a half. But again, those numbers don't reflect Tom Brady and company being on the sidelines, what have you. Uh, This number has creeped up here just in the last few minutes. Right now we are at Tampa Bay laying nine points with a total of 42. What do you think, my friend? Brady's passing total is sitting at 284.5. Is he going to be out there for a full four quarters? It may, it may not need to have. It's crazy to me. Why would he what a, be what out a there risky sitting? line to put up? Totally, and um, I've already played it, and I think that's where <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing this number at two eighty four and a half, thinking that Brady is not going to play full four quarters. We already know that offensively, a number of targets being gone outside of Gronkowski. I know Mike Evans is scheduled to play out there, but is he going to? He's been nursing some injuries too. The wide receiver core and Antonio Brown losing his mind the way. They did. It, it only got even shorter here for this Tampa Bay offense. They're banged up uh, at the running back position. I don't know how why Tampa Bay is going to put any starters out there in this matchup. To they, This is a team that's been able to go on the road. They did it last year and swept their way through on the road to the NFC champion, to, to be NFC champions and eventual Super Bowl champions. I'm not really sure what to hear out of the Bucs. I know they're hearing, yeah, yeah, we play to win, all these kind of things, but I don't see Brady playing full four quarters. Give me 284 and a half under Tom Brady's passing yards. I know the the Panthers are, are a mess. Their offense is a complete wreck. Lost six straight. They've only scored 13-plus points in those six losses, and it's the quarterback position. You know, Brady, they haven't had a quarterback throw for over 200 yards since week six. Mm. <laughs> it's just a complete train wreck for the Panthers offensively. I don't want anything to do with the Panthers in that number, but Tom Brady sitting at 284.5 passing yards. Give me the under. Yeah, I certainly like the sound of that, and uh, that's really why I couldn't get here with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, again, I think this is probably another inflated number, and we're seeing it get even bigger. 
Um, I don't know what to expect as far as this uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting lineup. Is Brady even going to start the game? You think, you think is he going to play? You, you mentioned half the game. I mean, I, I'd be surprised maybe if he played a full quarter. Uh, but again, the other side of this is the Carolina Panthers and the mess that they are. So I couldn't get there taking those points with Carolina either. All right, when we come back, we've got a few more games to go. We're into the late window of the Week 18 card in the NFL. Next up, it is a must-win situation for the New Orleans Saints as they go out, out down to Atlanta to face the Falcons. We'll be right back to take a look at that one inside the Pro Football Blitz right here on v This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, and Coast to Coast Hoops, plus many more. They're all for free and available now at vsin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here is a must-win situation, James, and that would be the New Orleans Saints on the road at the Atlanta Falcons, and the Saints must win this game if they want to make the playoffs. They need a win, and a 49ers lost to the Rams, and the Saints will get in the dance. We've had a couple of other games. We always have this, uh, sometimes Week 17 and also the Week 18 of the NFL season where you have teams that are in a do-or-die situation, and you and I have talked about this before, I like to bet against those teams, typically, where they have that pressure of the must-win situation. And, you know, I learned long ago, teams that must win must not be that good. They wouldn't be in this position facing a must-win situation if they were good all season long. Uh, It's also same-season revenge for the New Orleans Saints as they were beaten by the Falcons 27-25 way back in week nine. I made this number seven in favor of the Saints on the road, and I was surprised and also disappointed to see it come out lower than that. Uh, My additional number crunches came to the Saints by 12 and the Saints by five and a half, but uh, Atlanta has slowly but surely seen the money really all week, James. Right now we're at Saints laying just three and a half with a total of 40. Where do you sit with this one? I'll wait to see if it goes down to three. If it goes down to three, I'll be playing the Saints. I'm not. I don't want anything to do with the Falcons. It's it's a it's it's a weird team. I know they were in contention for quite a while, staying around, hanging around a 500 as far as wins and losses were concerned. But they're not good at home. They're two and five at home. This is just really kind of a soft football team, and it starts it starts offensively at the quarterback position in my mind with with Matt Ryan. I mean, he just doesn't have a whole lot left, and he's not one to be able to extend plays. And I just think about this matchup with this New Orleans Saints defense. And you mentioned, you know, if, if, if you're in a must-win situation, you must not be that good. And the, the Saints are what they are. You are what your record says you are. But think about a lot of the adversity that they've had to sustain through the injuries at the quarterback position, for one, then the COVID issues that hit them uh, over the course of that Monday night football game against the Dolphins where they were just so shorthanded. Because just prior to that, 
this was a team that went on the road to Tampa and completely, sh- they not only shut out Brady, they buried him. They put so many of those, they put a number of the players on injured reserve. They put him in the hospital. I mean, this is a team that is very physical when they show up ready to play. And I think because there's so much on the line for the Saints, I don't know if there's pressure for them because I think because of all the injuries that they've sustained, Everybody pretty much counted them out. Like, they're, how is this team going to be able to get in the playoffs? They've lost all their quarterbacks. you got Taysom Hill back there running around, COVID, everything else that's happened to this Saints team. But this defense is relatively healthy coming into this game, and I think they're going to be hungry. They're going to be hungry to put themselves into the playoff. They're, even though they're favored in this game, they're coming into this game as an underdog, saying nobody thought we had an opportunity to get in here, and, yeah, they need some help with San Francisco potentially losing to the Rams is really what they need to have happen a couple with this win for New Orleans, but there's nothing about the Falcons that says, yeah, this is a team I want to back. I, I really like how the Falcons are playing, and this is a top football team. Just a couple weeks ago, this team was fortunate to beat the Detroit Lions and Tim Boyle at the at the helm at the quarterback <laughs> position. This is just a physical football team from the Saints. I like the Saints to win this football game. If that money continues to come in on the Falcons, I don't know if that number gets to three, but I'll be a buyer. I'll lay that number with the Saints here. I like the toughness of this team. Love that defense, and in particular, that that front that front can put pressure on you just with four they can get after you they play a lot of dime packages Jenkins comes down and plays a lot of that box safety gives them a lot of versatility and I think they'll be able to combat we'll see what Kyle Pitts and his availability he's been nursing a hamstring injury he left that game last week in that second half against the Buffalo Bills did not return Kyle Pitts may not be available for this matchup so check that on his inactives when that comes out with a hamstring injury here but I don't want any part of it with the Saints one other thing I was looking at here I'd like the Saints in the matchup, but the other thing was Alvin Kamara I was looking at some of the props here. His receiving props, he's more of a threat receiving in my mind than he is running the football. His receiving prop sitting here at 33 and a half. I, I, I can only go over in that matchup. Last week he had a great game catching the football. He had six targets, 68 yards, and a touchdown. And that was against a much more stout defense in the Carolina Panthers than what we're going to see out of this soft Atlanta Falcons team. I think Kamara has a big day. 33 and a half receiving yards. Give me the over in that as well. Yeah, the injury report is uh, important. Uh, You mentioned Kyle Pitts, certainly one of the weapons for the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm with you. I do love this defense for the New Orleans Saints. But they've got some players banged up on that side of the ball, too. We know the problems they've had with the offensive line all season long. You've got Taron Armstead out of this game again. But then on defense, you've got Marcus Davenport as questionable. He may not go. Bradley Roby in that secondary as well. And then on offense, Traquan Smith may not be able to go. He was limited in practice all week. Uh, So I I did take the Falcons in contest play. Uh, There's certainly some value there where it's at four and a half in the contest and headed towards three now here in the live market. And as you know, I also teased Atlanta up to the other side of 10 at plus 10 and a half. Uh, Saints head coach Sean Payton is seven and one against the spread in his last eight division road games. He's also 11-2 and two against the spread lately as a road favorite of less than five points. The Falcons, you talked about it at home, James. They are 1-7 and seven straight up and 2-6 and six against the spread in their last eight division home games. So not a good ledger there or a situation for the Atlanta Falcons right there. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals can still win the NFC West. They will need to win at home today over the Seattle Seahawks, and they will need the 49ers to beat the Los Angeles Rams. Both of these teams, Seattle 
and Arizona are coming off of impressive wins, James. At 6-10, and 10, the Seahawks are really only playing for pride at this point. I made this number 7 in favor of the home team Cardinals here, and my deeper number crunches came out to Cardinals minus 4.5 and, and Cardinals minus 3.5. I did feel like that 6.5 or 7 was kind of high all week long, and uh, right now we're at Arizona down to 5.5, so it has come down a little bit. Arizona laying 5.5 with a total of 48. Did you take a look at this one, James? I did look at this game and figuring with the Cardinals, yeah, if they win and the Rams lose to the 49ers, which, you know, that, that's a, that's, there's no given there whatsoever. So they could be back in top and win the NFC West and, for the Cardinals, it's just been such a roller coaster these this last month or so, considering where they were the front runners in the NFC, being the number one seed. Then they go south for a while. Some of the injuries, D, D. Hopkins in particular was a big one, uh, really changed the the what the Cardinals do offensively because it's such a tough matchup at the receiver position. But, yeah, I think for the Cardinals here, plenty on the line for them to compete with and play. They've got some probably – bringing some momentum and some confidence from that big win on the road last week at Dallas. And then for the Seahawks, what are we, what Seahawks team are we going to see? It's not a good football team. We know that you have Russell Wilson there. And anytime you have Russell Wilson, he's such a competitor. He can keep you in game single handedly offensively. But to me, the, the concern is the defensive side for the Seahawks. The secondary's beat up. It's not a good secondary to begin with. And they've been beat up for the last few weeks. And then you're going to have their, the defensive leader, their best player. And, and they're the, the energy that he brings in thinking about veteran Bobby Wagner, he's out for this game. He leads this team in tackles. I think he leads the NFL in tackles, even though he pretty much missed the entire game last week. I mean, such a great player, such a great leader. And not only his ability to sniff out the run and being in position, he has great instincts, but I think about what they do in, in their coverage because Seattle runs a lot of zone coverage, and a lot of that is predicated because the secondary is not very good, but also Bobby Wagner just understanding how to play in that zone coverage, where to get appropriate depth and he's not going to be there you got a lot of in you got two inexperienced linebackers that are going to have to come in and fill that spot and i think that's where here i played a prop here with aj green now he's got an incentive 250k to get 75 yards in the matchup here he needs 75 yards and he gets another quarter of a million dollars of incentive and he's going to he's a veteran receiver i think he's going to be able to find plenty of soft spots in that zone murray is great against zone coverage and i think here they're going to be very conscious of that aj green's passing yardage receiving is sitting at 54 and a half so all you got to do is get 55 he wants 75 to get that quarter mill i think he's going to get it there's going to be plenty of opportunities against that soft coverage from the seattle seahawks especially with no bobby wagner in the middle i think green has a big day so does kyler murray so that's the only bet i made aj green over 54 and a half yards receiving yeah i pretty much echo your sentiments exactly you know this cardinals team has been a roller coaster as of late i just don't know which team is going to show up you know off of that huge performance over dallas do they kind of slip up i mean they've been awful at home this year uh but seattle the bobby wagner thing really uh, a laundry list of injuries and players that are questionable for seattle that kept me off of this game even though i felt that six and a half was a little bit high uh, i ended up staying away from this game the seahawks are two and four four straight up and one and five against the spread in their last six uh last six division road games 
And here's an interesting one for you, James. The Cardinals are averaging over 405 yards gained in each of their last four games. Seattle is 1-4 and four straight up and against the spread this season in games in which they give up 400 or more yards. So if that offense for Arizona is able to put up 400 yards again, he probably win this ballgame. We'll be right back. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder only at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. And two more games to go over as we wrap up the preview of the Week 18 card in the NFL. And James, this one is Northern California against Southern California. The 49ers 
and the Rams renew their rivalry at SoFi Stadium, and playoff life is on the line for the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the Rams are already in, but they can clinch the NFC West division. I made this number two and a half in favor of the home team Rams, and when I dive in deeper to my stats, I come out with Rams minus three and Rams minus three and a half. And the line opened at six, but it was only there for a very short time. It was bet down very quickly and pretty much has been at four and a half in favor of the Rams all week. But the Niners have seen a little money here over the weekend. Right now, Rams laying three and a half points with a total of 44 and a half. Should be a heck of a game, James. Which way are you leaning here? I would be taking the 49ers if I didn't already miss the best numbers. So I'm staying off of that. But anytime you see a six or five and a half, and now you're talking three and a half, I don't want to chase. I don't want to chase points here since I missed the best number. Uh, maybe I'll play it in game, but I don't want anything to do with the Rams team. I think this is it. This is a team that at this feel like it's a soft football team. We've talked about this plenty. The L.A. Lambs, it, it, they. Feel like they can go buy themselves a championship, spending money on these on these high priced players. And Aaron Donald's a terrific player, so yeah, he he gets paid what he gets paid because he is such a game wrecker. So, from that standpoint, there brings plenty of toughness to that defensive line. This is this is not really an indictment on what we see out of Aaron Donald, but I just feel like they. I, this is a team that relies on its star power to feel like, hey, we'll just show up and we can buy our way to a championship. And I think it fires up these other teams to come out and let's get after it, especially a team like San Francisco. We think about the Rams. It is, it is a very finesse team. They don't commit to running the football. The offensive line is constantly on their heels because they're always in pass block. And it's not a physical it's not a physical front that they put up there to try to rush the football. And we've seen Matthew Stafford with this offense. He is struggling. He, he again, it. 15 interceptions this season, including four pick sixes. Had another one last week. Just struggling to recover. I think there's some tendencies that teams are keying on with Matthew Stafford that are being able to jump and disguise some coverages. And he struggled with that so far this season, throwing 15 interceptions. And I just like the physicality of the San Francisco 49ers. I know the pressure is on them to win this game. You win, you get into the playoffs, but... This is a team that's been dealing with so many injuries all season long, issues at the quarterback position. I like San Francisco in this matchup. I may not even play since I've missed the best number. I may be getting involved with the money line to that extent, but I think more so just looking at the matchup here of how San Francisco wants to play. Now, Trent Williams, left tackle, has a sprained elbow, did not practice all week. Not a big deal that he didn't practice all week. He's somebody who's a veteran player, doesn't need to practice to be able to perform on Sundays. But he's a big loss. If he's not available to go, that's going to be a big loss. He's just a big nasty up there and really sets the tone for physicality of what the San Francisco 49ers want to do, and they want to run the football. And I think it's going to be better suited for Jimmy G to be back there to run the football because at least he gives some threat of the passing game. And Brady, I think he plays. I know he's hurt and he's got the 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 ligament issue, but I think he's going to play in this matchup. We'll probably see Trey Lance in some short yarded situations as far as some run packages. But I think Jimmy G plays not because they need him so much in the pass game, but it's the threat of the play action pass. And I think it's going to be it's going to be all Elijah Mitchell pound 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 against this soft L.A. Rams defense. That secondary in particular doesn't tackle well in space. I don't like their linebackers and aside from Jalen Ramsey in coverage and with Aaron Donald in the box, outside of that, this is a team that has been pushed around by the San Francisco 49ers. They've lost the last five games against the Niners and you think about that game uh, back earlier in the season in San Francisco on Monday Night Football 
San Francisco did exactly what they wanted to. They wanted to run the football, and that's exactly what they did. 18-play drive to start the game, to pound the football. That's what they're going to do. I think that's what we're going to see here again in this matchup, too. Elijah Mitchell, that's where I'm going. I've got a prop with him that it, that's in play. His carries, not so much the yardage. I think they're going to try to to put some five-man fronts and try to stop this rushing game, but Elijah Mitchell getting the carries that he needs. It's sitting at 17 and a half carries. It's going to be all Elijah Mitchell in this run game. Love the fact that we heard George Kittle say, this is a body bag game. That's what I want to see out of teams that I want to bet on, not this soft team. Well, we're going to try to confuse them in different coverages and spread the fleet, spread the field with our receivers. Uh-uh, get up there. It's a body bag game. I like where George Kittle's mindset is. I love where the 49ers and their physicality with Shanahan to commit to running the football. I'm going to take Elijah Mitchell to go over 17 and a half carries. He's going to get plenty of opportunity to pound at this soft team. Yeah, I trusted my numbers on this one. I mentioned I made the Rams a two-and-a-half-point favorite. My other number crunches came to three or three-and-a-half. And in the contest, it was four-and-a-half. And then, of course, earlier in the week, I took that four-and-a-half all the way to ten-and-a-half. I agree with you. We'll get a very good game here that's going to be a closely contested ball game. I don't think any. I don't think either team wins this game by more than three points. And I agree with you that Jimmy G is probably going to play as well. I mean, it's just a hunch, but this... This is an all-hands-on-deck effort here for the 49ers. I also talked about liking to go against uh, must-win teams, and this situation for me is a little bit different because the Rams are kind of in a must-win as well to win the division. So I don't think you're really getting one team that has all the pressure versus another team that's just trying to play spoiler and has nothing to play for other than being the spoiler. Matthew Stafford, you talk about uh, his problems turning the ball over. He's thrown a league-high Four pick sixes. He's committed seven turnovers in his last three games. And I also found this. He's also led the NFL in pick sixes last year in 2020. So this is not new territory for Matthew Stafford. San Francisco has won and covered the last three games in this series with the Los Angeles Rams. The Niners could lose this game and still make the postseason if the Saints were uh, were to lose to the Falcons. Uh, this is another West Coast rivalry game of sorts here, James, as we wrap up on Sunday night football, kind of a Northern California versus Southern California with the Las Vegas Raiders, formerly of Northern California, of course. They are at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday to host the Los Angeles Chargers and playoff lives in the balance for both of these teams. Winners in and the loser goes home. Uh, I made the number three, James, and that's pretty much where it's been all week. I made the number Number three in favor of the road team Chargers. Uh, it opened up two and a half and ticked to about three in the middle of the week. Now, when I look at my deeper number crunches, I come up with the Chargers minus five and a half and the Chargers minus three. And laying three is exactly again where we are right now. The Chargers, a road favorite by a field goal with a total of 49. What do you think about this one, James? The bolts and the silver and black in what ought to be a dandy. I've been going back and forth on this game for making cases for both sides. And you know me, Brady, when I make a case for both sides, I usually just, I'm on the fence. I usually just sit on the fence and I don't pick a side. I don't jump off and choose one or the other because I, I think about where the Chargers are and, in a sense, this Chargers team, you just look on paper from a talent perspective on both sides of the football, and they're the better team. They're the better team talent-wise than where the Las Vegas Raiders currently stand with their roster, but 
there's just something about this Chargers team that I just don't trust the the, the it's I feel like it's the lack of physicality. This is a team that should be able to run the football. I like what they've done on the offensive line this year, but they don't commit to running the football. Austin Eckler, and I know he's been nursing a couple of different injuries, so he's not fully healthy. But even when he was healthy, this is just not a team that wants to commit to pounding the ball, and they want to throw it with Justin Herbert, and I get it. He stands tall in the pocket. He's got all the tools. He can make all the throws, and then the fact that they're going to be playing a Raiders team here, I think for Justin Herbert, the matchup is really good against this secondary for the Raiders and really the defense that we'll see out of the Raiders. The Raiders play virtually a lot of cover three, and they play majority of the snaps. I think they play like 66% or so of their defensive snaps are sitting in zone coverage, in particular that cover three. And number one in the league as far as passing touchdowns are concerned against cover three and against zone defense that is Justin Herbert here and I think for I think for Herbert he is so good throwing the football against the zone coverage that's my concern about the Raiders being able to get stops when they need it but then just the mental toughness of this Raiders team is we talk about adversity and every team sings that song Brady about adversity and we've we've went through the challenges of adversity I don't think there's a team that's had to deal with more things off the field when we're talking about really truly adversity situations than the Las Vegas Raiders and we saw that come out last week that team was a galvanized team to step out there and go win on the road at the Colts to keep their playoff hopes alive that's what keeps me leading to the Raiders the intangibles with the leadership of that team to be able to stay connected and competitive through all the things that they've suffered off the field no doubt about it all right a lot to unpack here as far as what's going on between these two teams the Raiders minus 12 in turnovers over their last four games yet they've won three out of four That is not likely to continue if they turn the ball over here. The Chargers are the worst defense in the league in the fourth quarter, surrendering surrendering over 10 points per game in the fourth quarter. So it's likely that this one could get dicey all the way down to the bitter end. Here's one for you. Division home dogs of three or fewer points with a winning record seeking revenge in the final game of the season. 11-5 straight up, 12-4 against the spread over the last 42 years. But the Raiders, they beat Drew Locke, they beat Nick Mullins. Are they going to be able Able to beat Justin Herbert. I don't know. I'm with you. This is a toss-up, James. Thank you to Dan Miller, our producer. Thank you, James. Thank you to our technical crew. Enjoy your weekend, everybody in the NFL with us at VSIN. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.